Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, April the 27th, 2020. We are reading from the big book in the chapter of Vision for You on page 153, the second paragraph. Our hope is that when this chip of a book. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Kathy C., 12 Traditions, Diane B., and readers of the text, Elizabeth D., Craig F., and Russ M. The share ID for Sunday, April the 26th, special edition, 14507. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy C. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Kathy C. And Diane B. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Diane. 
Good morning. This is Diane B. from New Rochelle, New York, gratefully recovered today. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, <clears throat> for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Diane. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we're in the chapter of Vision for You, page 153, the second paragraph. Our hope is that when this chip of a book. So Elizabeth D., would you please read for us? Good morning, can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Thanks very much for your service. Um, my name is Elizabeth. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in the Boston area. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestion. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still other sick ones and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous will may spring up in each city and hamlet havens for those who must find a way out. Uh, this is such a incredibly hopeful 
paragraph and so interesting to me from a historical standpoint. I love that they use the word, this chip of a book. Um, it sounds like it's so small and cute. Um, but they had this hope, and they had the hope that their little book, uh, written in 1939, would have an impact on the, on the problem of alcoholism. And boy, did their hope ever come to fruition. Um, since 1939, um, 30 million copies have been have um, been um, ha have been published. Have been uh, and in um, the Library of Congress in nine, in 2012, something I read in Wikipedia um, designated the big book as one of the 88 books that shaped America, and it certainly is one of the best-selling books of all time. So it gives me hope to think that this just small group of men and women uh, could create um, out of their uh, ruined lives this incredible um, just font, this text that has helped so many millions of people, including myself. And one of the things in this paragraph that sticks out, not only that uh, for me, is it says many we are sure will rise to their feet and march on. What it doesn't say is that many we are sure will find a cure for alcoholism. No, it doesn't say that. It says many we are sure will rise to their feet and march on. What that says to me, and it, it emphasizes what I've been learning all as we've been reading, is that there is no cure for this disease. Um, that I am recovered by a, a daily um, adherence to the simple spiritual toolkit and an understanding and seeking of my higher power. Um, it is, this is about action. This is about rising to my feet and marching on. Um, it's not about some, um, you know, something that happens immediately. In the paragraph before, it says, we, it says, should you wish them about, should you wish to have these promises above all else and be willing to make use of our experience? Um, so the willingness is what's in critically important here. Without action, um, this, this recovered state is not possible. That's what this, this paragraph tells me. Um, and as I work with people, I realize more and more that, as someone said to me, as I work with people, that this has so much, so little to do with me the more I work with people. The more I work with people, I realize it's all about the desperation of the person that I'm working with. Um, if they decide that they have decided to make the choice to take these actions that are laid out in this book in entire abstinence, then a miracle is possible. And it has happened to me, and I'm in incredibly grateful for this book and will be for the rest of my life. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Elizabeth D. The line is now open to share on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that if you limit your share to every three days in order that others might share their experience too. So for us, that means if you shared on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week, please step back and let others take their turn. And please say your name just once. It helps me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Lisa B. Lauren N. 
M M L Mark no Mark L Janice PM. Okay, let me tell you who I heard, please, because I know I missed people. I heard Philomena, Lauren N, Larry K, Mark L, Janice PM, and I can take one more, please. Lisa B. Okay, great. Lisa B. So I've got Phil, uh, Lauren N, Larry K, Mark L, Janice PM, and Lisa B. And Phil, if you could give us your last initial, please, that would be great. Hello. Thank you very much for your service. My name is Phil M, as in Mary or Marvellous. This is a lovely uh, paragraph. It really is. And this book started me on the path to recovery in OA. The first night I went in, they didn't have any welcome packs. And all they had was a group copy of this book. And I asked the girl if I could take it home. And she looked at me. She was a bit, you know, suspicious because we know that people come to the meetings and they don't come back. And she made me promise to bring it back. And I assured her I would. And I am so grateful for her trusting me that night because I read this book and I knew those people's stories were mine. And I just longed then for the recovery that they had. And um, it's been a bit of a journey over this last eight years. And I love that a vision for you has given me, uh, has helped me on the path to recovery. It's my higher power that has given me the recovery. But um, also, while I am so grateful to a vision for you, it has been drawn to my attention that I have a wee bit of a flaw. Um, I'm inclined to believe that whatever I'm doing that's working for me is the best and will work for everybody else, but not necessarily so. So there's humility in it. I have found this way. I love it and I can share my experience strength and hope with sponsees, which is a wonderful gift. But I have to acknowledge that other people do find recovery in OA in different ways. And uh, just very, very grateful that, you know, that we all have have the path in the 12 steps, which were started um, in the 1930s. These very special people with this divinely inspired book, which has helped so many of us um, with our lives to find, you know, recovery and dreams come true. So thank you all very much for being here with that El Pass. Thank you, Phil M. Lauren N., it's your turn, followed by Larry K. Please go ahead, Lauren. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, everyone on the line. Thank you so much for being here, and I am so grateful for this chance to share. The little chip of the book has propelled me to the fourth dimension in my life. And I hold on really tight during these hard, scary times. And thank you, God, I have found you, this program and all. And I hear my gods with skin speak my truth when on this line and when on various meetings and 
and it is wonderful for me that I have this in my life today. It's helping me deal with the fear that I have. And I know for for 60 years, I've buried this fear. Well, 61 years, actually. I've buried this fear. And even my last five years of recovery, I've let it come to the surface, but it's still been buried. And thank God I'm learning how to live with it every single day and to give it to God and to know that you have my back. This little chip of the book has helped me get up from my bed and walk again. And I'm praying that we all can walk again every day. And thank you for that. I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren N. Larry K., it's your turn, followed by Mark L. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks so much for your service. Uh, Larry K., recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, the book was, as we know, was published in 1939. Um, the book um, basically contends that it's, it's going to be impossible, absolutely impossible for an alcoholic of the hopeless variety to quit drinking by themselves. And not even a new a new attitude or a new set of values marshaled by your own will is gonna is gonna do the trick. We have to the the book talks about having to admit we are powerless, and then there's a series of instructions, sequential in a particular order, that produces a change within us that gives us access to power. It's that simple. And um, and I know for me. You know, because it talks about defeated drinkers will seize upon it and to follow its suggestions. I, I seized upon it all right. I didn't follow its uh, directions. I, I, I was not prepared to follow its suggestions when I first read it. And I read it quickly, and I was flying solo, uh, as I did in most cases, and I wasn't taking instruction from other people. So, of course, the instructions didn't work. I didn't even know that these were sequential instructions to have a complete transformation. The book might as well have been for me, you know, like a fantasy novel, like a Lord of the Rings type of novel, because that's the way I read it. I read it for out of curiosity, and I read it for entertainment, really rather than as a textbook, as a divinely inspired textbook, which I believe it is. And a textbook you read for application. It's information for application. It has to be applied. And I didn't do it this way. And I vaguely remember hoping for a flash of, of pixie dust, you know, kind of a hocus pocus sort of thing, like, like maybe seeking some sort of motivation to, to get on and stay on a diet. And there was hostility and disobedience and defiance. And I was full of um, argumentative analysis and debate and I was absolutely unwilling to be uncomfortable. I didn't even understand what entire abstinence was. And I was selfish and self-centered to the extreme, and I didn't know it. And, and so, of course, this didn't work for me. Of course, you could spend decades in the rooms and, and, not, get, and not get a transformation. Of course you can. Why does, that sound, why does that sound crazy? It's not at all. You can stay in the rooms and you can get abstinent and you can have you you can have a white knuckled abstinence and a miserable abstinence and you know it and i knew it in my heart 
This book is divine. No one would ever be able to convince me otherwise. And you may not believe that so, but I do because I've experienced the transformation. And I've, more importantly, I've seen others experience one after another a transformation in which they're brought into access with power. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Lynn, for your service. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Mark L., it's your turn, followed by Janice P.M. Please go ahead, Mark. My name is Mark L. Uh, from Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, man, I love I love that story. That story, I've, I've been I've been reading that part of the book for many years since I overheard anonymous. Man, the big book I call anonymous. It's been around for years, for over over eighty years. Wow. Uh, if 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 it didn't work, why it been around for a very long time? If it if it has, I'm gonna follow it. It it got me this far by faith, only by faith. And I just grind inside over here anonymous, getting myself help, living living these steps in all my pain, living one day at a time, because that's all we got one day at a time. Yeah, I've been here asking for over 35 years inside this inside these rooms. By the help of of God, by the help of over here anonymous, and by the help of uh, everybody, people who, who got more time than me, and people who who don't got more time than me, y'all helped me to get this far by by faith, and I just glad to be inside these rooms. And, and one more thing, I want to share. Uh, it's the, today is my birthday. And I don't have to bend on my birthday today. I I could I could go outside, take a nice little walk, and, and enjoy my day. What I gonna do? I love you today. Thanks very much. Lynn, can you press star one, please? I'm pushing, I'm pushing. <laughs> Thank you, Mark L. Janice PM, it's your turn, followed by Lisa B. Please go ahead, Janice. Janice, press star one. Okay, how about Lisa B? Lisa, can you go ahead and we'll come back to Janice? Oops, is that Janice or this is Lisa? Lisa, please go ahead. Okay, yes, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and <clears throat> I have um, such uh, gratitude for this OA meeting that I stumbled across with, with um a fellow in an AA meeting that said to me, I think you should listen to A Vision for You. You'll really love it. Um, so this, this I don't even know how to say. It just that I'm so happy for this life that I've been given as a result of this chip of a book. Learning how to study this book and uh, studying it with another recovered compulsive overeater. 
um, is really what happened for me and understanding the desperation and the enthusiasm that I needed to have. I needed to take an active role in my own recovery and not let a sponsor do the work for me and not let her enthusiasm try and carry me, you know, which is in the beginning what happened. Um, and I find that sometimes with fellows, uh, they just want to ride on another's enthusiasm, but they have to take their own interest. And it says here, it may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. And I needed to see that I must find a way out, that I could actually live to be 100 years old and still function and not get recovered. And that was terrifying for me, um, that I would just live in that horrible middle-of-the-road solution, which I had been doing for years, and that maybe I would just keep living like that, but not even seeing that I was truly dead inside. Um, I went to my first OA meeting in 1986 or 87, and I hated it because I did not hear a message of hope. Maybe it was discussed, and I wasn't seeing that I needed to find a solution. I don't know, but I just didn't hear it. And I ended up going into AA and stayed in AA and love AA and belong in AA. But AA couldn't solve my OA issue. So um, it says here that they will rise on their feet and march on. And so for today, what happens for me is this light that's been turned on inside of me when I share it with others in meetings and I, I don't see like a light come on in them. Um, sometimes I think, oh, I should be quiet and I don't like how this feels, feeling weird, like something's wrong with me. And I have to go to God and ask to, for courage to keep shining and keep sharing this message and not look for the outcome and let go of the expectation because I don't know what seeds are planted and what's going to happen. That's my selfishness, you know, and that's my dependency on other people wanting, needing them to validate me. So I'm going to keep marching on and living in this wonderful, wonderful life. No matter what's going on around me, there's that life inside of me that I'm so grateful that I've tapped into as a result of studying this book with a sense of urgency and enthusiasm and desperation and applying exactly what it's telling me to do. Not perfectly, but um, consistently. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. And Janice PM, Jan- there. Janice, are you there? Oh, thank you so much. I am. I there had to are. call back in. Yes, thanks a lot. My name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Well, let me tell you my little story. That I came in here, and I was not victorious. I was defeated. You know, defeated in the realm of my life. I couldn't. You know live without my illness and I couldn't uh, live with it. it. It was just impossible. And I read many, 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 as I'm sure all of us have, self-help books on how to do, guide. And this is the best guide that anybody could have about your future, my future. It's a vision for you. It's telling us, I always wanted results. <laughs> I mean, that's why I take this diet, that diet, do this, do that. And I always wanted um, uh, to know, you know, like I said, to have the result of my life, no matter what action I did. However, I couldn't get it because the books were opinions. I read they were opinions. Uh, maybe you'd get one, one's experience. But this book, this book that I decided to read because I was interested in an outcome, 
I wanted a way out of this disease because I couldn't find it any other place by any other person. But this is the book that showed me, that guided me to a power greater than myself because I, that was the solution. That was the spiritual awakening that is the result of these steps that I needed. Um, nothing else. It's the only thing that I needed. You know, of course, in the beginning, you need a food plan. You need, you know, you, you definitely a sponsor to guide us through this. So it's a step-by-step guide, you know, and it's never been changed. The first 164 pages. I mean, and, and, and it's all about recovered people. It was given to us. I didn't take it. I didn't get it. I didn't give it to myself. My sponsor didn't give it to me. That power that I found gave me recovery. So my responsibility is, and I continue it this day after so many years, um, to give it away because, you know, I believe the divine being that I believe in did not give it to me just for me because, you know, I'm a selfish being. Get it, keep it, and bye-bye. No. It was given to me so that I could give it to you. And um, I don't give you recovery because there's only one power that gives you recovery. I can't do that because I could have given it to myself. Um, So it's this this fellowship that supports us, but this program of recovery in this book changes us. My whole life has changed. I celebrated a birthday yesterday, and believe you me, Every area of my life has changed due to this book. This book is not an opinion. It's from experience. Sure. It's from experience. It's progress. Trust in the future. This is what it's all about, rather than our regrets over the past. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice P.M. So for those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later, we are in the chapter of Vision for You on page 153, the second paragraph. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched, and we're asking you if you have shared in the last three days, which for us would be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, although we do value your experience, we ask that you step back and let others take a turn. So the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And please Jackie say B. your name just once as it helps me hear everybody. I, Who would like to share? Do Al. Okay, I heard only two people. Sorry, do L and Jackie B. So, who would like to share? Ramona A. Okay, let me tell you who I've got. How about you? L, Jackie B, Kathy, Elena, and Ramona. There we go, Ramona A. Sorry. So, Duel, can you start for us, please, followed by Jackie B. Good morning. This is Duel, Recover Compulsive Reader from New York. Thank you so much for your service. Um, yes, I, I love this. It says, our hope is that when this chip of the book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, for us, it's compulsive overeating. 
um, you know, these defeated eaters will seize upon and follow its directions. And <clears throat> I got to say, for me, um, this book is super special because it has a message that holds and interests an addict like me, a compulsive overeater like me. Um, I've not found this message in other books. Uh, unfortunately, even in our regular OA 12 and 12, I've not found that message. Um, because in our regular literature, it says that uh, on page 21, it says in OA, however, there's no food list, no list of foods and measurements or do's and don'ts which define abstinence. That's in our own literature. Um, in the big book, it says, yes, we're going to we're going to define what entire abstinence is and we're going to work the steps like our life depends on it and it says you have to be clear of these key food ingredients that are killing you and then you're able to accept what we have to offer um unfortunately i've not found that message anywhere else but in this book of alcoholics anonymous where it's very clear cut and it gives you direction of how to proceed with that step and how to get that spiritual experience, how to get that spiritual awakening, right? Like it tells you step-by-step step directions on how to first put down the ego and attain a power greater than yourself. And then once you've attained that power greater than yourself, what are the actions to maintain that power greater than yourself in order for it to work in your life, to change your mind, which is the main problem that we have, and then recreate your life to reflect what this book is talking about, finding a way out. I've not found that in other literature. I found it in this book. Now, we have no monopoly on God. Other people can recover and they don't need this book. But for me, someone that's hopeless and that's bottom down compulsive overeater like I am, I needed a message that holds this compulsive overeater that has death and weight. And the death and weight, I find it in this book. And, and the approach is that once I get it, I get to pass this forward. I get to replicate what I've been given. And there's no other literature that I found so far that has been as clear cut as this book. And I hope that if you can't find any other way, that you can find it in this book. And with that, that I pass. Thank you, Duell. Jackie B., it's your turn, followed by Kathy. Please go ahead, Jackie. Press star one to unmute, Jackie. Hi, this is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody, for your service. Um, I wasn't going to share, and then I something that hit me. I've been in these rooms over 26 years, and and I've been in program a long time, and it's only almost four years that I've been um, working it via the big book. And you know what? I was my own worst enemy. When I came into program in 1992, when I saw this big book, I hated it. Every page, I hated because it reminded me that I'm in this predicament because of my father, the alcoholic and my mother who could not control the alcoholic. And it's amazing, so amazing that now, after all these years, and I've had recovery all different ways, 
um, that I, it's clear to me that the big book is the solution for me. And I can only say for me because I am willing to read from the beginning to the end and get so much out of it and identify and still be able to carry the message to other people each and every day. Even the service I do behind the scenes, you know, I always look at my motive. I never looked at my motives. I was so busy wondering why nobody loves me that I realized that I wasn't giving love to other people, honest love, unconditional love, because I let resentment, fear, anxiety, frustration dictate so many years of why I wasn't who Jackie is today. And you know what? It's in the big book. It's in the steps. It's being raw. It's being honest. It's having integrity today. I'm amazed every day that I have integrity. Um, and I'm not perfect. I still live in a cluttered, cluttered house that I have to deal with, and I still have defects to work on. But I have a reprieve every day when I'm willing to work these steps according to the way the big book gives you the blueprint. And that's what's amazing. So you know what? I set aside my hate. I set aside my fear. I set aside my anxiousness. I set aside my self-centeredness. I set aside um, my ego today to be present, to be honest, and to have integrity today. So all I can tell you is the message will never leave you. Just say, God, or whoever you believe in, the higher power, whatever force, I am here. And I want you to guide me today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jackie B. And Kathy, it's your turn. And could we have the initial of your last name, please? Sure. Hi. Uh, this is Kathy W., um, a recent um, recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. So um, good morning, everybody. Um, I uh, thank you all for being here and, and for your service. Um, I'd like to um, share a story, something that happened last night. So I... Um, like I said, I'm relatively recently um, recovered. I, I, I have a sponsee, my first sponsee, and um, I'm sort of reluctant to take a sponsee because I didn't really think I knew how to be a sponsor, but I kind of, you know, heard from all you, you know, trust the process, it'll come, you know, you'll figure it out as you go. So I have this sponsee, and, um, you know, things were going okay, and last night she kind of texted me that, you know, she was not doing well. She was back in the food, and she was hopeless and I'm like oh my god you know how am I going to do it I, I just honestly you know the last speaker talked about honesty and and my honest reaction to that was like oh my god why did I sign up for this I, I don't really know what to say I don't know what to say I don't know how to handle this you know she's kind of like um so you know I, I I turned it over to God I didn't respond right away I turned it over to God I asked for the right words to say and, um, you know, I had to wait. I didn't get the right words right away. And that was a lesson, too, that I didn't need to, you know, respond right away when somebody asked for something because usually that's what I do. So um, I did reach out, you know, and um, I was able to have a really successful communication with her. Luckily, actually, luckily, she didn't want to talk on the phone, so we texted. And that gave me time when she was sharing about her, you know, hopelessness, it gave me time to think about how I wanted to respond. And I actually, you know, kind of consulted with some notes and my books and, you know, how I was going to respond. And um, 
so, you know, it just really, you know, I, I turned the whole process over to, to, to my higher power when she reached out. And um, I was able to rise um, rise to my feet and march on last night. So, and I really surprised myself. And it really gave me such a, you know, feeling of accomplishment, you know, and the sense that I, I do have, you know, I do have the words that can help somebody. And if I'm patient and quiet and, you know, and I reach out to my higher power, I can figure out what those words are and um, and I can help give somebody hope. And, and, you know, as a result, too, that whole experience just gave me hope, too, hope in, in you know, the areas of my life where, where I'm struggling. So um, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you, Kathy W. And Elena, Elena C., it's your turn, followed by Ramona A. Please go ahead, Elena. Good morning, everybody. I am so glad to be here and listen to you. And, you know, I just I just want to appreciate and I want to acknowledge the big book as one of the many that were written a divine books um, about word of God. And this book in particular is helping those who have a condition like us and um, you know, that our bodies are made as such as we have the phenomenon of craving and the mental twist, and we cannot do it on our own. And then we need this uh, divine intervention to recover from this condition. And, you know, this paragraph is particularly amazing because um, I just heard the word of the higher power, like it's written by, by a fellow but yet, there's this hope. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world, tide of alcoholism, the city drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. I mean, it was written, say, today, and it, it had a vision for the future. It had a vision for the future. And, and also, you know, it says many we are sure will rise to their feet and march. So it was for sure that this this person had was so inspired to kind of see this for sure future that th- there will be a community you know that will be evolving around this book that will help us all and and then in the process we'll approach others that are sick and some and some who will find a way out you know they will build this beautiful community and they will, a community like no other, I should say, you know, and, and I'm very, very helpful. Uh, uh, I'm very grateful to be part of. And, you know, I think of myself as interdependent. I'm not dependent. I'm not independent. I'm just a person in this community who's, you know, is has has found a way. I mean, the steps and working through it and just with anxiety in my life and it's absolutely amazing and i now have to <clears throat> when i'm going to finish for the second time the 12 step i will have to give it away and i'm looking forward to it although i have some a little bit of fear as well just like the person before me was saying how am i going to be of service but i will be because it's not it's my working it not working on my own i'm not going to be a sponsor on my own i'm i'm going i'm going to have my divine sponsor with me to guide me with that it's my only and my only thing that i need to do is to be willing to turn the words and listen the message and i'm so glad to be here with that i'll pass 
Thank you, Elena C. And Ramona A., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you, Lynn. Um, this is Ramona A. in Vermont, a recovered compulsive eater. And what struck me in this is, yes, the book, you know, that is a book that can reach can reach people where at, the, at that time and, and even now, you know, that a person cannot or many people cannot reach everyone. But a book can go out there and touch somebody that, uh, you know, no one who's actually in the program actually would know. So that's, that's so important. But the thing that got me too, and I think about so much, is the vision. You talk about a vision for you, a vision for a growth that, you know, Bill didn't have that vision when he became sober and then he was going around and talking to other alcoholics and impressing upon them that they must do the same. He didn't say at that time he had a world vision. By the time he brought out the book or helped to write the book, whatever, that um, it, he did have that vision. He did, and other people had that vision. And they worked toward it, and they didn't have it. They didn't have the, you know, before that, all the steps written out. They certainly didn't have the traditions. They didn't have the concept. They didn't have a whole way of making OA work or AA work. But we do. We do now, and this is part of, we are part of that vision that he had then, though he didn't really know that all the other, you know, 12-step programs would happen. But we are part of that vision, and we need to keep that vision alive. We need to continue to talk to the next person and the next person and the next person, you know, in the idea of there are some who will pick up, you know, their beds and walk. There are some who will really find the way, and we'll find recovery. We'll be recovered from this illness. And they will go on to find other people. So we need to keep this vision alive because somebody kept it alive until I came into the program and found recovery. And other people kept it alive, you know, as I went through all of my growing pains and all of my steps to get to where I am now. And it just is... um, so necessary that I do the same, that I put myself out there to help anyone who, you know, has, that God puts the two of us together, I should say, you know, for for a little bit of time or a lot of time. So um, I just put that out there for people to please, please don't lose the vision and keep it going. And I thank you. I pass. Thank you, Ramona A. So we have time for three more shares. Who would like to share? Katie Russ T. M. Okay, I heard Katie T. And I heard Russ M. Penny C. Okay, and Penny C. All right, there we go. Katie T., please go ahead, followed by Russ M. Good morning, everybody. This is Katie T. in Greenville, South Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, Very grateful for this meeting. Uh, When I'm looking at this paragraph, I see two things really stood out for me. Uh, One is that when this is launched on the world tide, defeated drinkers will seize on it to follow its suggestions. 
Defeated meaning we're done. We are done. There is nothing else. There is nothing else available for us. We're done. We're cooked. Our goose is cooked. It's not hanging high anymore. And um, at the very end, that fellowships will spring up havens for those who must find a way out. And it is that desperation. The book itself is worthless. It is totally worthless unless we find ourselves so desperate we are defeated. We must find a way out. And that's why so I believe so many people come into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous and leave again like I did. I came in in the 70s um, and I left. And I came in in the 80s and I left. And I came in in the 90s and I left. And I came in in 2005, and I left. Then then the miracle that, you know, people don't talk about very much is that all of the circumstances that God led me through to bring me to the point where I was ready are very clear to me. And one of the last steps was I decided to move to South Carolina. When I came here, there were three strong meetings that uh, were all focused on the big book and everybody was talking vision for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, somebody who shared this morning asked me an important question when I asked her to be my sponsor. I said, she said, are you desperate? I said, well, I think I'm desperate, but I thought other times I was desperate and I always left. So I, I don't know how to answer that question honestly. So she gave me some tasks to do and uh, told me to call her at 5.30 on Monday. And I missed that by 15 minutes and she chose not to be my sponsor because apparently I wasn't very as serious as, as I stated I was. And that was one of the most important things that happened to me. I had another sponsor who fired me and wouldn't tell me why. Just, you know, we're not, we don't have to say why. But she wouldn't say why. And so I had to go deep inside of myself and look at it. My failures at finding sponsors taught me more about myself and where I was and where I needed to be. If I, you know, just reading this book, it's great. It's a wonderful book for people who are ready for it. The sad part is, the saddest thing for me in working with people is that none of us has the ability to make ourselves ready. We just either are or we aren't. And hopefully we help each other um, to walk through this book because we don't just need the book. We need each other to um, help drive this car. So I'm just so thankful for everyone who helped me either by telling me they wouldn't work with me or by working with me. So that's all I have to say today. And thank you. Thank you, Lord. Bye-bye. Thank you, Katie T. Russ, it's your turn. Please go ahead, Russ. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for your service. Russell Emery, Public Compulsive Waiver. Good morning, family. This chip of a book, right? This chip of a book revolutionized my life. And I'm sure many, many, many others, you know, all the branch-off programs that come from this book. It's changed the world. It's changed the world. You know what? It's been a haven for me. On the brink of ruin. Financial, relationships, just dealing with the Basic things of life, this chip of a book saved my rear end. And talk about defeated. 
everything was ripped away from me from my own doing and and being wired to have this disease i was i was done i was decimated and this chip of a book put me back together put me on on solid ground you know put me on solid ground i got my footing back and about three and a half years whatever the time is i am because that really doesn't matter but in a short period of time after a little my whole life upside down i have purpose again you know these challenges these struggles these obstacles i'm either running through them jumping over them or i don't have to deal with them because of this book and it's not just the book the book yeah it's, it's wonderful but this book unblocked me from my god from god and it's it's brought me into intimate deep intense relationship with god and that's the only reason why I'm here. And that's the only reason why I'm free. So this book has revolutionized the world. It, it's saved families, saved children, saved wives, saved relationships, and all the other stuff that comes along with it. And that right there, what, with this, the, the little dude from the East End of Marshtown got a little got free, right? No big deal. I'm just a blip on the map. But I'm compelled, and I owe god to share this with someone else the way it's mapped out in this book so thank you for letting me share i'm grateful and i love you guys thank you russ m and penny c you'll be our last person to share today please go ahead penny Thank you so much, Lynn. This is Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. And when I think about it, when I read this this morning, this paragraph, it occurred to me that the hope, the vision that the first alcoholics who put this book together had was that, and to quote, that the fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet havens for those who must find a way out. And I don't think in a million years Bill and Bob and the others could ever have envisioned what is happening today. But because right now, by the technology of Zoom and, and phone meetings, that's exactly what's happening. I, there's, there's no place probably in the world um, that people can't get to an OA or AA or some other anonymous program built on the 12 steps because of the technology and the need right now to find another way to spread this, this fellowship. You know, who would have imagined that it would take something like this, this uh, situation in the world today to make way available to anybody who who wants it and of course who has the technology to receive it so you know the vision that they had way way back then 80 years ago has come true in so many ways and so um i'm just so grateful that you know i'm able to to tell people about all of these meetings. And I'll end with this, that, you know, I've read, and I I use this as one of my mantras, 
God plans results that I could never have imagined. And I'll say the results that, that Bill and Bob and the others could never have imagined that this would be the case today. And thank you for your service in our path. Thank you, Penny C. Thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you to Marvelous Team Monday, Kathy C., Diane B., Elizabeth D., Craig F., Russ M., Aaron I., and Du L. for their service for the month of April and making this marvelous meeting possible. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And to share ID for this morning, Monday, April the 27th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 14510. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Craig F., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Press star one to unmute, Craig. Okay, Russ, are you available to read that for us, please? Yep, one, just one second. Got to get the reading. Uh, 164, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Okay. Yep. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you charge that road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.